Welcome to C3 Hobart Online. We hope that you enjoy this message today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, make sure that you listen till the end to find out how. Fantastic. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Morning. What a fantastic day already. So good to see so many of you here and for those joining us online. If I haven't met you before, my name is Alicia. I have been part of the team here for nearly 20 years. You wouldn't know it, but it's fantastic to do it again today. We are in a series at the moment called Beyond the Boat. And the Beyond the Boat series is a series about our faith. It's a series about getting out of comfort, getting out of being stationary and doing something extraordinary and pushing ourselves to the next level in our faith. It's fantastic. And part of that series, I want to talk to you today about stepping out of the boat and stepping into the gap for other people. I want to talk to you about God's heart for other people. And to do that, I'm going to interview an amazing lady called Tinika. But before I get Tinika up, I just want you to remember that God loves every single person exactly the same. And he has an enormous, deep, enduring, life-giving love for every single person. But as I approach my mid-40s, I guess I begin to understand more and more that life is hard. And so much of what happens for us as we walk along our journeys is not our fault. It's just a series of circumstances and situations that come from living in a broken world. And a lot of the time as we watch our beautiful friends and family walk those journeys, we know that as humans, and part of our broken humanity, is that we often respond to those situations in a way that can create more pain. And as we see that in ourselves, the best thing we can remember is that's actually why God sent his son Jesus into the, into the earth. It's for that very brokenness that he came, not to condemn the world, but to save the world, to restore that what, you know, what he created, what he intended for us and our lives and what he intended for the people that you love was why Jesus came. In fact, 1 John 4 uh, verse 9 to 11 says this. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. He loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. So when we see someone that we love in pain or going through a situation, it can be incredibly hard. It can be incredibly hard watching pain and suffering that people are going through on the other side of the world. And I know I've said so many times from my perspective, God, I don't know what to do. What do I do? How do I help? And it was only recently that um, I was talking to a friend and I was listening to 
what had happened with her marriage and her relationship. And I was like, God, this is not fair. It's not fair that she has to go through this. And a scripture, Proverbs 31.25 says, she is clothed with strength and dignity and she can laugh at the days to come. And my prayer to God was, God, I want to be that. I want to be clothed with dignity and strength and laugh at the days to come and not be fearful of the days to come and be able to speak love and stand in the gap for people that I love. And so I thought, what better way than to try and articulate what I'm trying to say than to interview an incredible lady. So I want you to join with me. You are going to love this. I promise you're going to love Tinika. I give you three minutes to fall in love with her. But will you join me in welcoming Tinika to the stage? Tinika, come and join me in these amazing chairs. I love being part of it. Now, I'm going to give you some background before I start pegging Tinika with questions. Tinika is Phil's mum. Now, Phil is here today. Give us a wave, Phil. <laughs> Phil is an amazing member of our church. And a number of months ago, Phil uh, shared his testimony here at C3 Hobart. It's online. It's on our YouTube channel. I encourage you to go and see that uh, and watch that testimony. It's incredibly powerful. And I'm going to summarise it, Phil. And I'm allowed to, I've got a bit of poetic license, I've got the microphone. Phil shared his story about growing up in a Christian family, deciding it in his teenage uh, time that partying and alcohol and drugs and all that kind of stuff was a better idea. He left home early, he moved to Melbourne, he ended up uh, selling drugs got caught doing so, ended up in jail, had two failed relationships, lost a business. This is all in 20 minutes in this testimony. And yet, at his darkest moment, God found him. And in that testimony, you'll see there was a moment where he found God and God encouraged him to come back to church. And he came in these doors uh, and God met him right in this place. And here he is today, sitting with us. <laughs> so I want to share the story of Phil's mum, Tinika, and what that journey was like from, from her perspective. But before we get on to your son, Tinika, I met you this week. I could listen to you for a long period of time. Oh, well, I've got all day. Oh, good. Okay, this could go... No, kidding. Um, Tidika, you shared your journey, though, before we got onto Phil's, and you were telling me that you grew up in a very traditional Christian home and a church, um, but some way through that journey, you found God. Can you mm. tell us a little bit mm. about that? Mm. Yes, I did. I'm, I'm one of the middle, third child of six, so I was the most vocal one and the most <laughs> challenging one. <laughs> Phil says, he just said, I got it from mum. Uh, <laughs> um, in a house that outwardly everything was prim and proper. We went to church every week. We never dared to miss because if you didn't go, you had to explain why. So it's better to go. I decided to do all the right things and outwardly I did, but inside I was getting very uh, disillusioned and critical, judgmental, selfish, 
deceitful and I became an amazing pretender. Nobody would have known. Not even my parents at that stage knew that I was very, very unhappy with who I was. I hated, I I was stuck in that Roman scripture. What I do, I hate, and what I want to do, I can't. And I was stuck for a long time. I finally found somebody to help me, and I didn't actually really know how to forgive until somebody told me how to. So I repented very thoroughly. The only thing is, this is when I'm in my 20s, so that's 60 years ago. I didn't know that God removes your sin. Wow. And I spent the next 10 years nearly going crazy with the voice of guilt in my head. And it nearly drove me, truly, nearly drove me silly until God finally showed me by the Holy Spirit that, yeah, he actually removes sin and they can't be retrieved. (laughs) So good, Tinika. It's amazing, isn't it? Because we can do church, can't we? And do all the things on the outside, but on the inside, it changes our lives and we actually find God for ourselves, doesn't it? does. So let's get on to this lovely son of yours, <laughs> Philip and Phil. Mm. So you had many years with Phil, especially when he was young. I imagine that was really challenging as a young person with the drinking and the antics and then watching, um, I guess, his relationships break down and ultimately jail. Mm. Um, how did you feel during that time? Well, I was say I was probably distraught when we heard what, what had happened. Um, we knew he wasn't on a good path, but when my older son had to ring me and say, well, this is what's happened to Phil, I was, yeah, I was distraught as a mum. But in all of, well, first of all, then I thought, this is going to be his moment. God's got him. He's been sprung. <laughs> He's going to get saved. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Mind you, that was 20 years ago. But anyway, what I learned then, of course you cry a lot. If you're a mother, you know what it's like to cry, to cry for a kid. But I learned to cry out to God. My goodness. I was empowered. I'd learned about the Holy Spirit, learned about freedom, learned that I'm righteous in his sight and I have abundant grace. And I learned Psalm 57. Great. And Psalm 57 is up there, Tinika. So it says, I will cry to God. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. God's the highest authority. And then it says he will perform on my behalf. So if I cry to God, God's going to do something. That's so, so good. And that's not useless. And Phil, actually, when he was in jail, he became very appreciative of us as parents. He realised it wasn't easy to be his mum and dad, but we we went visited over there because Rob still lived there, so we could go and visit him regularly. And it was, they were good visits, good positive visits. So you just kept that door open all that time? Yeah. Just kept in touch with your son? Mm. That's amazing. But on a really personal note, you just kept getting bad reports. You just kept having people say bad things and this is bad and it's not ending out well constantly. Bad reports? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How how do you cope with that? Um, Well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy to get to get um, people. If you live in Kingston, anything <laughs> happens to the Hartog family. Everybody knows. <laughs> you only have to go to the supermarket, and they know. 
So the fact is, the Word of God is above all things. It's the highest authority. And it says in there, if you hear a bad report, you will not fear or be troubled, but your heart is steadfast. Wow. So I can't, I didn't do that in five minutes. No. I'm, I'm not superwoman. No, no. I had my times and I had my day. But I was able, and so many times God would give me another scripture. Another scripture. I think, yes, and I would declare the word of God. That is so powerful, to declare the word of God. Amazing. And the other thing that God did to me over all those years is he would give me a song. Wow. I'd, I'd always have a song, even now. This morning I woke I woke up with a song, They That Sow in Tears Will Reap in Joy. Great, great. Anybody over 50? <laughs> it's the fisher folk sang it. Just like that, out of the blue. I woke up, I thought, today's the day. And I thought, I'm going to be really happy because I'm reaping. So that, that's like an anchor, isn't it? It is. So what, what's the anchor? Like the to... anchor has to be in God. All through the storm, your love is the anchor. If wow. you pull up your anchor, if I did, that would be shipwreck. Shipwreck. Wow. That's what happens in the natural. That's so the good. The anchor is in the love of God and the fact that God cannot lie. He cannot deny wow. himself. It That's that so in good. That's good. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who is saying, what do I do? So what, what do I do, Tinica? They've got situation, they've got a friend, they love that something terrible's happened to, they've got family members they're believing for. What do, you, what do you say to them? Well, if you've sown good seed, you're not going to see the fruit straight away. I said to her, you, or most of them, you may have to wait six months or six years or 50 years. She said, really? I wow. said, yeah. Yeah, you declare the word of God and keep your anchor in God's faithfulness. La, wow. No matter what, no matter what, it doesn't matter how horrible it is. Wow. God is still faithful. Because so, you just mentioned the seeds, and I want to I come back to that in a second, but there was a scripture, wasn't there, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1, and it says, Working together with him, we strongly urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Mm. So working with him, working together with God. Together with God. Wow. Receive the grace of God. And I, I can remember clearly saying to Fred, it's really easy. So easy. We just have to be gracious. That's all. And then God, God will do something. Wow. That holy by which God keeps them and turns them to himself. And I thought, just great. And, and anybody can have Abundant grace. It's for anyone. Jesus came. Grace and truth came with Jesus. So you can have as much grace as you need. You never run out. And I remember when we were talking about this, you yeah. said to me, Alicia, it's not judgment time. It's yeah. not fear time. Mm. It's grace. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. That's, That's it. That's the direct opposite. I think, I think when we hear hard things, we go through hard things with children, we tend to very quickly form an opinion or get judgmental instead of thinking... And we, I think, you know, that him, he emptied himself of all but love. Jesus gave up everything except love. And that's wow. usually the first thing we let go of. Oh, am I going to be? Oh, wow. No, I'm out of here. And I've, I've said all I those things. I don't do that. I never look like that. <laughs> so I do you, look like that. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I look like. That's why it says love never fails. That's amazing. It's, it's such a pressure from, from people and... Everything else. So, so good. Yeah. So good. Um, Tinika, I'm going to show you a bit of Phil's testimony. 
And this was a moment um, where Phil shares a part of his story. So where we pick up today, uh, Phil has uh, gone to jail, he's lost relationships, um, and he's lost his business, and he finds himself broken down uh, in his car on a highway, and he has a moment, and uh, I want to share that with you today. Thanks, guys. Prodigal son's story talks about the prodigal son saying that he came to his senses. Was there a moment of you coming to your senses? Yeah, well, there was. Um, so that relationship, sort of, I sep- we separated. But in the end, very mutual. But the the, the mother or my partner and I decided that um, it was too difficult with this threesome in the house. It just mm. that dynamic was not working. So I left um, and, and uh, moved out on, in, on my own, September 2018. And a reasonably low point was when I was in the middle of moving and using my Prado Land Cruiser to do so, and it just died on me on the, free, on the Monash Freeway in Melbourne. Mm. And so that was a fairly low point. I've got no money in the bank. My car's just died, and I'm moving, you know, and I'm moving some furniture here. Um, Maybe I need to do things a little bit differently. Maybe I need to start changing habits, but still not yet. So now we're September 2018, and I thought, I just need more joy in my life because my life was very miserable, uh, and I was in a very dark place, the darkest I've ever been, because I've failed at, now I've failed at marriage, business, and being a father as well. Like, I've failed at everything that I thought was important in life. Um, now I was at, on the side of the road watching my Prado get towed off to the wreckers. I think that was my rock bottom. Um, and the thing that I noticed, like I just prayed a very simple prayer, God, can you please give me more joy in life? Wow. Um, I don't know who you are, really. I don't know how to pray, really. But all I know is that if there's no more, if I don't get an increase in joy and a decrease in misery, I don't think I'm going to be here much longer. Um, and I noticed that listening to old hymns, like the old hymns that I used to listen to in when I was growing up, became a source of joy. So I thought, well, I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I'm just going to follow the path of joy. So I listened to more hymns, and I started praying more regularly. That's, in- <laughs> That's incredible, Tinika, because Phil's mentioning there that he had a moment where God started to reach him again mm. through old hymns, mm. which is through you mm. when he was young. Mm. That's mm. an incredible mm. time. That, that was, to me, like the evidence of the fact that the life is in the seed. What you sow into young children, you want with young children, read them Bible stories, tell them about Jesus. Tell, and, wow. And, and the life is in it. That's a powerful seed. I can, I can remember one of the early, Phil rang me, he said, have you ever heard of the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus? <laughs> <I> said, yes. <laughs> but 
Little by little. So you see the seeds starting to sprout and look, it was overwhelmingly joyful for me. And that, that's amazing because we can talk about a testimony now because we know the end of the story and here's mm. a walking miracle. Yeah. But this was years. This yeah. wasn't yes. This wasn't like five months, oh, no, bad no. story, I'll save. This no. is over 20 years no. of seeing it getting worse and worse and yeah. worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. But you still believed yeah. and still believed in that seed? Mm. Yeah. Wow. And then you almost forget, I think, you know, hard thing. You tend to forget. But when you see the fruit, you suddenly think, oh, oh, I know where you learned that. Oh. That's incredible. And, and like it says, you reap with joy. You see the harvest. You see the fruit coming. And look, it just totally blows me away. That's amazing. And let me ask you one last question as we finish. How long... How long do I have to stand in the gap for somebody I love? Until they have their own walk with God. As long as it takes? Yeah, as long as it takes. As long as it takes. People have asked me that. Do you still pray for them? They're grown men. I said, well, they're not in God. Wow. (laughs) When they're in God, then I'll just thank God, of course, and everything else. But until such time, you stand in the gap. That's what Job did. Job did. Job in the Bible, he used to offer sacrifices in case his kids had sinned. Wow. In case, grown children. So he was standing for them yeah. in advance. Yeah. Incredible. That's so amazing, Tinica. Awesome, God. Awesome. Will you join with me in thanking Tinica this morning? Oh, oh. Tinica. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dear. Yeah. Let me just say that I'm so totally privileged to be here, to be invited to come. But what it's done for me in these last two weeks, I've looked in my rear vision mirror and seen the biggest, biggest trail of the faithfulness of God. First of all, for me personally, he had to fix me up because he knew I was going to have some kids that needed fixing. He fixed me up, turned me inside out and upside down, showed me the power of the word, and I can still use it to this day. It's awesome, awesome. What so, so good. Thank you, ma'am. Amazing. Beautiful. <laughs> we could talk all day. Thank you. You can have a seat. You are called to stand in the gap. We are called to stand in the gap. We are called to speak life. It's not judgment time. It's time for grace. It's time to anchor ourselves in love. You know, the enemy will come and lie to you about the people that you love. They'll tell you that those situations are hopeless. They'll tell you that those situations can't be fixed. They'll tell you the pain's going to last forever. And I want us this morning to be encouraged by Tinica's testimony that we are actually called to speak love and grace for as long as it takes and to pray and to find a scripture and stand because we love them and we believe in them and God wants them to be who He's created them to be. So if that's you this morning, let's just stand up together as we finish. If that's you this morning and you're standing in the gap, 
If you're standing in the gap for anybody this morning, a friend, a family member, a child, a parent, I want you to come. I want you to come down the front and I want you to stand on their behalf. Because this is your getting out of the boat. This is your beyond the boat moment. Where you're going to come and stand for as long as it takes. And as we begin to pray, if you get a name dropped in your heart, I still want you to come. Just come. God calls us to, to, to love others more than we love ourselves. So to go and stand in the gap for someone else. I want you to come. I want you to stand there. Just keep coming if that's you. You don't have to do anything. I'm not, you're just going to come and stand on their behalf. That's it. You're just going to stand here before God with their name. Just keep moving forward so people can fit into the spaces behind you. Before we pray, I want to say a couple of things. The first one that we need to get sorted is that God loves that person. He loves them deeply. He created them in His image. And the call of God on their life is irrevocable. That's what the Word says. It says nothing can take away the call of God on their life. And it also says that nothing, nothing on this earth can separate us. Not height, nor depth, nor the east of the west can separate us from the love of God. And what He calls us to do is actually tap into what He says about that person. Not what the enemy says about that person, not what we think about that person, not our fear, not our judgment, not our condemnation, but to tap into what God says about that person. And God says that they are loved. God says they have a hope and a future. God says that He will restore the years that the locusts have stolen. And so our job is to tap into what He says in our spirit and begin to pray and begin to declare and to lift our faith again and to start speaking life onto the seed that is their spirit and the seed that is their life and to begin to tell them to come alive again, to tell them they are loved, to tell them that they matter, to tell them that God wants them, to tell them that we are here for them. God, I thank you right now. I prophesy over every life that people are standing in the gap for this morning. I thank you, God, that you love them. I thank you, God, that you have a hope and a future for them. Lord, we bring them to you. We cry out to you this morning with them on our hearts. And God, we believe right now in the name of Jesus that every lie, that every arrow of the enemy gets shot down in Jesus' name, that they are restored to you. Lord, I thank you right now that that will happen, that we stand here this morning. We get our, we get our faith right about what you say. Lord, I thank you for your timing. I thank you, God, that we trust your timing. That when your timing is right, and until that time, God, where we see that restoration, I pray you give us strength and courage 
and love. God, I thank you, you fill us with love to walk the journey, to keep praying, to keep standing on your word and to be there for them for as long as it takes. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today at C3 Hobart Online. If you were impacted by this message or you'd like to know a bit more about our church and what we do, you can get in touch with us via our website, c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.